Coming up on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, I am joined by Bill Rossetti of Locked On Panthers as we dive into crossover Thursdays. But first, wide receiver Chris Godwin was placed in the concussion protocol after experiencing some delayed symptoms. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with contactless Visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. I am James Yarko, flying solo yet again today. David Harrison should be back next week. But of course, you can check out everything he and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. And make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead story from Locked On Bucks is wide receiver Chris Godwin has entered the concussion protocol after experiencing some delayed symptoms following a helmet-to-helmet hit that he took on Sunday against the New Orleans Saints. Chris Godwin was available for the media on Tuesday before being held out of practice on Wednesday due to those symptoms. Now, the big question, of course, is if Godwin is unable to go on Sunday... Who is going to step up and take his place? Godwin has three consecutive 100-plus yard receiving games against the Carolina Panthers, so he's been a key component to the Buccaneers in that divisional matchup. Of course, we had wide receiver Mike Evans missing time last week during practice because of a hamstring injury. He will be a full go, ready to rock against the Panthers on Sunday. Scotty Miller was the second leading receiver on the Buccaneers against the Saints, so you expect him to have a big role, but I think this all means if Chris Godwin is unable to play, you're going to have to look to the tight end position to generate some offense. O.J. Howard... Had a pretty good game on Sunday against the Saints. Gronkowski, only a couple catches. Brait didn't have any. So you're going to have to look to that trio to help take some of the pressure off Mike Evans, who will be covered very heavily by that Panthers secondary if they are unable to go with Godwin on the other side. Now, we are about to dive into the crossover Thursday portion of the show. All of this news came out after Bill and I sat down to speak with one another, so you're not going to hear any references to this Godwin injury during that episode, but this could be a huge blow to the Buccaneers' offense. I expect Chris Godwin to be their number one receiver this year, and if he can't go in week two, again, we go back to talking about some of the chemistry issues. It takes time to get everybody on the same page, and the more these star receivers miss time between Godwin 
and Evans, the longer it's going to take to ramp up and be able to accomplish those things. When asked about the injury during his media availability on Wednesday, head coach Bruce Arians said, quote, Chris Godwin is in the concussion protocol. He did not show any symptoms Monday or Tuesday and then showed up today with some. So we're going to be very, very cautious with that. Everybody else practice. You also have to wonder with Bruce Arians emphasis on being cautionary with Chris Godwin, if he may sit out regardless just to make sure everything is on the up and up and he isn't forced into a situation where he would have to miss even more time than if he just sat out this weekend against the Carolina Panthers. Again, this is definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward into the weekend. And you you just have to look to to guys like OJ Howard, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brait, Scotty Miller, Justin Watson, and possibly rookie Tyler Johnson to step up and fill that void, giving Tom Brady some options to throw the ball to. Coming up in just a moment, I will be joined by Bill Rossetti of Locked On Panthers as we dive in to how each of the teams looked in week one, what to expect out of week two, and of course, give our impact player and score predictions for this Sunday's game. But first, a quick shout out to one of our sponsors in today's show, and that would be CBD. MD. Look, it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else, CBDMD has to offer. They're offering all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONNFL for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. It's a crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are talking Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Carolina Panthers. I am James Yarko of the Locked On Bucks Podcast, joined by Bill Rossetti of Locked On Panthers. Bill, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great, James. Always good to talk with you guys here. Always excited for these Panthers-Bucks matchups. Yeah, a couple of a couple of new faces in this one, and and it'll be exciting to see how they play out. Both of our teams faced the same fate in in week one but the story for both of our teams of course is the new quarterback situation 
Yeah, obviously uh, the big highlight in Tampa Bay, everyone looking forward to Tom Brady's debut, which didn't obviously go as planned. He kind of struggled a bit. And then Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater had a, a solid first game as a Panthers quarterback. But yeah, and I guess that's kind of where we'll start things off because we're just going to go back and forth. Teddy Bridgewater was a guy that a lot of Buccaneers fans thought could be a target for the Bucs. David and I talked about it quite a few times that Teddy Bridgewater would fit well with Bruce Arians and this offense. And a, a lot of the haters, so to speak, talked about how Teddy can't throw the deep ball, but it looked on Sunday like, you know, Teddy had no problem pushing the ball down the field. How has he looked in this, in this new look Carolina offense with guys like DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and, of course, Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, I, I think uh, you, you already see kind of the comfort level with uh, this offense and Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, we know of the connection that he had in the past with Joe Brady when they were both in New Orleans together in 2018. So there was already that uh, familiarity uh, with the offense there. And you can kind of see that the offense is already starting to open up a little bit. They're not, af not afraid to let Teddy kind of sling it a little bit, you know, most of his th a good bit of his throws were kind of um, intermediate throws, but yeah, he definitely was allowed to, you know, chuck it deep a couple of times and um, had some success. Of course he had that nice touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson on the double move that went for 75 yards. So this offense is going to, is going to stretch defenses a little bit, I think. And when you have, you know, three good wide receivers like, like the Panthers do and, Three, rec three receivers that can kind of beat you in a number of different ways and a quarterback that can get the ball to them. And, you know, obviously no disrespect to Cam Newton, um, but it's certainly nice to have a, a healthy quarterback again in Carolina and nice to see just an offense that can just move the ball at a, at a consistent pace, right? I mean, you know, that was the, the key factor in the Panthers' just hanging tight in this game with the Raiders was they had to score points and they obviously did that, right? They scored 30 points and um, they had the lead late or not late, but they had the lead in the fourth quarter, which is all you can ask for as a young rebuilding team like the Panthers is to have a lead in the middle of the fourth quarter uh, against a, a pretty good offense like the Raiders. And again, part of that was Teddy Bridgewater. He played a clean game, you know, didn't turn the ball over at all. Uh, in fact, the Panthers as a team didn't turn the ball over at all in that game. Neither team did, actually. It was an overall a clean game. So it's nice to see Teddy get that, you know, first good starts, uh, especially after uh, what was obviously uh, an intriguing offseason. But he showed that he's still capable of being a starting quarterback in this uh, in this league. And I'm excited to continue to see him going forward and just watch this offense grow. Uh, the rest of the season and going forward. Real quick before I talk to you about the Panthers' defense, I do have to touch on the X factor in this game, Christian McCaffrey. I talked about him a lot on my show yesterday, and this is a guy, 2019, over 1,300 rushing yards, over 1,000 receiving yards, just an absolute monster. He might be the best player in the NFL. But, and this is a big but, Against the Buccaneers in 2019, 38 carries for 68 yards, six receptions for 42 yards, two total touchdowns in two games. 
what does Christian McCaffrey have to do to get going against the only defense in the NFL that was able to completely shut him down last season? Yeah, that was that was the big thing. I, it certainly is going to help that they're going to have um, a healthier quarterback now in play uh, to kind of take some of the pressure off McCaffrey. Obviously, last year you were looking at a banged-up Cam Newton in week two and then Kyle Allen uh, a few weeks later, who obviously started hot when there was, wasn't much game film on him. And then once things started to catch up to him a bit with some of these other teams, that's when uh, the wheels fell off. So having Teddy Bridgewater back there now is going to help. And um, you certainly have a better offensive line. I mean, you, you know, you've, you've got Russell Okung at tackle, which was an upgrade. Obviously they, downgraded a bit at the uh the guards position you know Michael Schofield's not bad but he's certainly no Trey Turner and then Dennis Daly is still battling injuries so he's still a question mark again for this uh this week but just having the talent now that uh, this offense has I think should allow things to open up a little bit uh for for Christian McCaffrey and you want to see him kind of get the ball more early in the game too you know they really didn't give him that many carries and you know that much work in the first half it wasn't until the second half that things really started to to pick up for him and then of course we saw what happened on that late fourth down play where he didn't even touch the ball so it's all about just continuing to feed him you know eventually something's going to break but yeah it's it's still pretty crazy to think that this was the one team really or at least the the biggest team that caused him uh, the most problems last season. But again, I think the Panthers at least are are better suited now to um, to allow him to operate better uh, against this defense, even though it's still a, a a really good defense. You know, they kind of held Alvin Kamara in check to a point. Obviously, Kamara had a couple of scores. Um, but numbers wise, I mean, Kamara wasn't the usual Kamara. He didn't even lead the lead or didn't even lead the Saints in rushing in week one. That was Latavius Murray. So um, it, it's a tough matchup. It's always a tough matchup when you go against that Buccaneers front seven. But uh, you just hope that they they just utilize him, I guess, more so than they did in week one and in those two games last year against the Bucks. Finally, Bill, the last thing that I have for you in regards to getting people prepped up for this matchup is there was a lot of investment in this Carolina defense in the offseason. It was a defensive heavy draft. You have the new head coach. You have the new staff. What have you started to see out of this Panthers defense? And you know, what, are, what are some of the shortcomings that you've come across? And what are some positive signs that you've seen that shows that this defense – can kind of emerge as one of the better defenses maybe sometime this year or heading into next year, kind of like what we just saw with the Buccaneers. Rough start to the season last year. By the end, they were they were top five down the stretch. So what are you seeing out of this Carolina defense? Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing some flashes. I'm seeing, um, especially from the rookies, and, and we'll start there because you're right. There was a, a lot of investment on, uh, on young defensive players. I mean, you had – four rookies uh, starting one played every single snap on defense. And that was Jeremy Chan. And you have to start with him. I think 
Uh, Jeremy Chin is certainly as advertised. I mean, he's flying around the field. He's making excellent open field tackles. He's showing what he was at uh, Southern Illinois, and that was a, a good-sized safety, kind of a, a lighter version of Isaiah Simmons, who – you know, a lot of people thought the Panthers could have pulled the trigger on at number seven, but they went with Derek Brown, who had a solid first game of his own. You know, he had that uh, that knockdown pass during the game and uh, got a couple of stops. You know, he flashed that dominance that he had while at Auburn. And then um, I, I'd like to see a little more out of Yito Gross Matos, their first, second round pick. He only played about 25 percent of the snaps in week one so you'd like to see that number go up a little bit but you know he's still in the rotation with Stephen Weatherly at the edge position who clearly that injury I guess wasn't bothering him uh, as much as we might have thought it would with him playing about 60 percent of the snaps but a lot a lot of the youth um, just um, just showed that they're starting to build a, a nice foundation here in Carolina. And then Troy pride was the, the fourth rookie that started out at the, uh, the cornerback position, partly because Eli Apple is on injured reserve. Uh, and then Troy pride really had to step up because Dante Jackson went down with injury. So pride, I thought handled himself well. And then Rasul Douglas on the other side of the ball, you know, only being with the Panthers for about a week, you know, didn't have his first practice with the team until Wednesday got forced into major playing time in week one with the Dante Jackson injury. And I thought he held himself pretty well. And then, you know, the back end of the secondary, uh, Trey Boston and Justin Burris showing to be a, a good duo so far. Boston, we know what he's, he's shown so far. We know how good of a safety he is. And then Justin Burris always brought over that versatility uh, or showed a little bit of versatility that he brought over from Cleveland. So the pieces are there uh, in Carolina. You know, run defense is obviously still an issue. They got gashed a little bit by that Raiders offensive line and by Josh Jacobs, who ended up with three touchdowns. So a little bit of a concern there, especially going into this week with how well Ronald Jones played and then however much more they want to sprinkle in Leonard Fournette. And it's another good offensive line that they're going up against in Tampa Bay. So that's a concern for this weekend. Um, and then the, the corners, I mean, again, Russell Douglas played well, but Troy Pride, it's only going to be a second game. And you're talking him now going up against either Chris Godwin or Mike Evans, which is obviously a huge step up from facing Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards. And Henry Ruggs burnt them a couple times. He had that big 45-yard play and then uh, gave up the touchdown to Nelson Aguilar. I mean, he was kind of close to Aguilar, but Aguilar just had uh, a bit of a step on Troy pride. So um, that's going to be a huge, huge mismatch. So those are concerning to me, but like I said, you saw some positives from the Panthers, but they've got to clean up the run defense and they've got to clean up uh, the pass rush. Cause they didn't get, I don't even think they were credited with a, a quarterback hit on Derek Carr, let alone a sack. So that's got to, that's got to upgrade. So, you know, some correctable mistakes to work on, um, but definitely some uh, some positives going forward as well. And again, it's only week one. And like I said, I mean, when you've got four rookies out there playing a little bit to significant playing time on defense without a preseason, 
that's a, a huge obstacle to overcome. So in time with experience, that group is going to continue to connect. And um, I, I think they're going to be fine. Coming up in just a minute, uh, Bill and I are going to name our impact players of the game and our score predictions. But first, of course, we have to give a shout out to our friends over at NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game, every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stefan Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many, many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to nfl.com slash game pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Wrapping things up here on a crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. James Yarko of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Bill Rossetti of Locked On Panthers. And uh, Bill, it's time for those predictions Why don't you go ahead and name your impact player of the game for the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, I'm going to go, you know, maybe a bit outside the box. It's a name I just mentioned in the last segment. But, again, I thought he had a good game week one. He's certainly going to have to step up depending on uh, the severity of Dante Jackson's injury, at least for this week. And I'm going to go with Rasul Douglas. You know, these – if the Panthers are going to have any hope of winning this game – um, it's going to come down to those cornerbacks and it's going to come down to a guy like, like uh, Russell Douglas stepping up and uh, trying to hold his own here against a guy like Chris or uh, Chris Godwin or Mike Evans. I always tend to mix up those names. I think <laughs> I, I did the same thing at the, the scouting combine too. When I was talking to Bruce Arians, I think, I mixed up their names there as well. So it, it tends to happen for some reason. But um, these corners got to have a big game if, if the Panthers are going to have any hope of winning this game. So if Rasul Douglas can kind of carry over the momentum that he seemed to build a little bit in week one, um, maybe they have a shot. But, I mean, boy, it's uh, it, it's going to be a, t- a tough matchup all, all across the board, I think. But um, if I'm going to pick one player – um, and then I guess I'll throw, you know, Brian Burns. I, I said about the pass rush. Brian Burns, he's got to get, he's got to get after Tom Brady. They've got to put pressure on him, and he's got to have a, a better game than he did Week One. So I would say those would probably be the top two. I would say that need to make a huge impact uh, if the Panthers are going to win this game. But uh, what do you think over on the the Buccaneers side here? Well, I go back to somebody that I asked you about in the last segment, and, and that, was, that was Christian McCaffrey. And if the Bucs are going to win this game, it's going to be on the defense to continue that trend of being able to contain McCaffrey. To me, you contain Christian McCaffrey, you contain the Carolina Panthers at the end of the day. So my impact player, 
is going to be the best linebacker in the NFL that nobody ever wants to talk about, and that's Levante David. Um, that guy has a nose for the football. He can fly all over the field. His east-west speed is every bit as good as his north-south speed, and it will be on him and, of course, his, his uh, partner in crime there, Devin White, as the inside linebackers to snuff out that football, make sure Christian McCaffrey isn't getting anything going. I picked Devin White as my impact player last week. He did finish tied with Levante for the most tackles of any player in that game with 11. Uh, Levante had a, a couple of pass break uh, or a couple of tackles for loss. We need to see an even better performance out of Levante than we did in week one if they are going to contain Christian McCaffrey and and really put a have the ability to put a stranglehold on this game. Bill, final thing, what is your score prediction for the Bucks and Panthers? This is going to be a fun one. Um, the Panthers, uh, I think, are in the same situation they kind of were with the Raiders, and that's they got to score points. But this is a much tougher defense in Tampa Bay than what they saw last week uh, with Vegas. You know, the corners are obviously more experienced. Uh, they're not going up against the rookie corner this time around like they did last week in Damon Arnett. They're, of course, going up against the rookie safety but uh, still a, a hell of a good one in Antoine Winfield. And I, I just think it's going to be too much of a mismatch uh, between these receivers and the secondaries. You know, this is a, a tough spot for Troy Pride in his second game against, even if he's not going up against Evans or Godwin. I mean, you're still looking at uh, good receivers like, uh, like Scotty Miller. And um, – you know, whatever, whatever weapons the Bucks want to throw out them. So I think the Bucks win this one. And I'm going to say, I'm going to go with 31, 21 uh, Tampa Bay wins this game. Bill, I can't believe you just said that. Um, when we were prepping for the show, <laughs> I wrote down segment three impact player and score prediction. And I wrote out what I wanted I have 31-21 Buccaneers <laughs> in this game. That's awesome. There has been so much chatter on social media, on ESPN, on NFL Network. Brady's washed. Brady's washed, y'all. Max Kellerman went on a tangent. Brady's washed up. He can't do it anymore. You know, if you go back and you watch the game, yeah, there were some mistakes, but Brady looked like a much better quarterback than Drew Brees who is, of course, you know, the quarterback of the NFC favorites to, to go to the Super Bowl. Everyone is, is talking. Brady can't do it. Brady made a mistake. Belichick won week one with Cam Newton, yada, yada, yada. Brady's going to come out firing. I think we're looking at a three-touchdown performance from him in this one. There will be a, a rushing touchdown mixed in there. And uh, Ryan Suckup hopefully doesn't get a field goal blocked. But, yeah, I, I before we even started, I'd written down 31-21 Buccaneers. I'm sticking with it. You're sticking with it. I, uh, Yeah, I think it's a good prediction. Well, at least for, for my listeners, it's a good prediction. Yours might, yeah. be, a little, might be a little upset. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and I, and I picked the Panthers to win last week, and that didn't turn out well. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I, I just – 
don't know how this secondary – again, like, I, obviously, I love the safeties back there in Boston and Burris. But Evans and Godwin against Pride and Rasul Douglas, if that, those end up being the matchups, which will probably end up being – that's um, Dante Jackson is probably going to be questionable at best. If those are the matchups, that's a, a huge advantage – uh, for Tampa Bay. So that's the that's the biggest concern for me. And like I said, if they can't get to Tom Brady, he's going to make them pay. All right. Well, that is going to do it for Crossover Thursdays. Please check out everything Bill is doing over at the Locked on Panthers podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. That's two C's, two T's. Check out everything I'm doing at Locked on at the Locked on Bucks podcast and on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here on Crossover Thursdays.